Man, uh, it's been a while, y'all, since I, Jim has asked me to speak. It is definitely a humbling experience. Uh, anytime you're asked to speak, you know, it's different being over the forge. And I got a bunch of men out there, and I'm, you know, we pumped up, and we're having a good time, and it's going. And then your pastor asks you to come and shepherd his flock while he's out of town. Now, that's a whole different level of something else. I'm going to tell you that now, you know, of being in the Word and, 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 and trying, to, trying to get filled up so that the message that you bring won't be from you, but it'll be from God. Uh, and I was struggling this week. I'm not going to lie. I was teaching. I had talked to a lot of people. And I was like, I don't know what I'm speaking on. I don't know. The Lord had gave me something. But then when I, when I was thinking about putting it together, he kind of let me know that what he gave me was for me, was something I was going through. So I was like, I'm not going to share that. So uh, Thursday morning, I woke up and I was having a rough morning. I was thinking, oh, man, what am I going to what am I going to speak on? What is the Lord going to give me? And I'm going to read y'all a text message that I got. I got a text message from, from Sam Cash. He said, I've been praying for you. I know that you would do good Sunday. Not because of you, but because you always allow God to come into your life and speak through you. That's why you would do good Sunday. Stand firm. Stay the course he has set in front of you. And don't let the enemy talk you out of it. Have a great day. I love you. Words of encouragement that kind of put me, it put everything in perspective for me real quick because I was teeter and totter and I was letting the enemy play with me a little bit, having me bumped around like the waves of the sea. But that encouragement from my brother helped me put me back on course. And I thank you, Sam. I love you, Sam. Uh, I'm going to pray real quick before I get started. Father God, we come before you this morning and we ask you to just fill this place up. I know you've been working on me all week through so many different people. I've seen a lot of things. I've read a lot of things and, and I've been in your word and I've been seeking you and I feel like you filled me up and I just want to overflow this morning. I pray that somebody is here. If just one person needs to hear the word, they hear it and it draws you to them, Father. And in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Oh, man. Let me get, let me get my Bible ready. Let me reading to y'all today. It's coming from the word today. As I look at the congregation, I see a lot of faces out there, a lot of familiar faces, a lot of unfamiliar faces, some people I know, some people I don't know at all. But as I look at all the different faces, they all have a few things in common. They all have a story. They have a struggle. They have a testimony, and they have a purpose. Every last one of you has a purpose, and I know at times it's hard to, to feel that you have a purpose or even have any indication of the plans that God has for your life when you deal with health issues, you deal with financial issues, you deal with personal issues. And at the same time, you have to deal with the things that the enemy puts on you as well. The, I'm not qualified. I'm not smart enough. I don't look like so-and-so. No one cares about me. No one loves me. Well, today, I hope, through the word of God, not my word, that you will be encouraged because the Bible says otherwise about yourself. I'm going to start off in Psalms 139. And we're going to read 13 through 16. It said, you made all the, I'm reading out the NLT, if anybody want to know what version. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Each and every one of us was created by the creator of the universe. Our purpose 
is to have a relationship with him and not be in religion with him. Oh, man, what? What? Our purpose, our purpose is to be in a relationship with him. That's from everybody. That's from the righteous to the sinners, from the losers to the winners, to the rich to the poor, to the first person that has ever came and darkened the doors of the church today. Our purpose is to be in a relationship with him. He wants to see us be successful. And some of y'all may say, well, Nick, I don't believe that. I have a hard time contemplating that. Let me read verse 16 again. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Your route has been pre-planned already. Already. And now, if you need a little bit, a little bit more, I'm going to turn to Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And we all know what it says. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Come on now. Come on now. But today, too often, we get caught up in the journey and not the destination. Today, we live by a motto, YOLO. For those that don't know what YOLO is, it's you only live once. And we take total disregard for the presence of God in our life. And even as Christians, we get distracted by schedules, by plans, and the list. Guys, y'all know the list, the must, it must get done list. We get distracted, but even God can use those things for his purpose. Because on this road, we're going to encounter a few things that I'm going to talk about today. We're going to encounter detours. We're going to encounter roadblocks. And you're going to encounter U-turns. First thing we're going to talk about is detours. And you know what a detour is. We had so many detours downtown here a while ago. You want to go this way, but I say go this way. Then you think you're going to go this way, and then you're going this way. Let me tell you, God will use those detours in your life to put you in situations for you to meet people till you encounter things that will develop you for his plan for your life. One, one, one example that I can give of a detour is Joseph. Joseph has so many detours, so many. First, his brothers wanted to kill him, and then they said, well, let's not kill him. Let's sell him into slavery, and then once he was sold, he got accused of doing a crime he didn't commit. He was through in prison. He interpreted some dreams for two different people. One got out before the other one was supposed to tell Pharaoh about him. They let him get out, forgot about him. He was still stuck in there, but through everything he had going on, what did he do? He trusted in the Lord. Not one time. And I'm pretty sure at times he got when he was down, but he trusted in the Lord. And at the end of that, he was liberated to the second most powerful man in Egypt. Any given time, he could have folded because his life was not the way he planned it to be, the way he planned it. But God had a whole different plan because God has a whole different purpose. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. It's not our job to ponder. It's our job to trust. And when we trust, we follow and when we follow, I'm telling you, powerful things can happen. I can tell you right now, am I supposed to be standing up on here speaking to y'all for the second time? Who knows? God knew. I didn't know it. I encountered so many detours in my life. But I'm going to tell you, though, I told my guys in, in, in email this morning. I can name one person at each stop on the way to getting here that was there when I was doing something I had no business. When I was living in a sinful world. I could name one person at each stop that was a part of that detour that I hit them and bounced this way and I hit them and I bounced this way to get me to where I am today. I was being developed. 
But on the way to being developed, I had to take it in. I couldn't ignore it. Next thing you may encounter, you may encounter a roadblock or a construction zone. And you know how it is when you're in a construction zone or a roadblock. Sometimes you're just sitting there, just sitting there, and you're just sitting there. An example I can give you of this is the Israelites. That was in the wilderness for 40 years, y'all. 40 years they was in the wilderness. And they had a direct line to God. I mean, Moses was the direct communicator. Imagine the things they seen. They seen the 10 plagues over the Egyptians. And not to mention that, they seen the splitting of the Red Sea. The splitting of the Red Sea. And I ain't talking, when we're talking about the sea parting and they walking through, we ain't talking about 10,000 people. Scholars estimated it was 2.4 million Israelites that walked through the Red Sea. 2.4 million people. God held the sea up that long so they could walk through it and they didn't want to get right. Think about that. If we witnessed something like that today, whoo, boy, what? Ain't no question, ain't no doubt in your mind. But sometimes we as Christians, we fall into that construction zone. And we just sit because we're not sure. We're not called to be stagnant. We're called to be bold. We're called to be courageous. And we're called to act. We're called to serve. So if you're just sitting there, of course you don't have an understanding of what God plan is for your life or your purpose because you're not doing nothing. I'm not hitting on nobody today. I'm not cracking out no whip, but I'm telling you all today, you got to do something. You got to give up. Coming here on Sundays and sitting in here and listening and getting the word is just not enough. You got to be about some business. Get some action about yourself. Be a go-getter. God wants you to be a go-getter. John 10.10. 10. As I came, they may have life. It may have, they may have it abundantly. You don't want to be on your tombstone. That was Nick Sellers. He was here and he was gone. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, that's right, though. You know, we're supposed, to be, we're supposed to be doers of the word. And being doers of the word is not a boring thing. When you filled up. If you filled up, it ain't no boring thing. If you're around the right people, it ain't no boring thing. It's always something going on. It's amazing to see how the spirit moves and the spirit works. I'm telling y'all, beginning of the week, I was down. I'm like, man, it's, it's, it's done crept up on me so fast. And I knew for a fact, I knew for a month I was speaking, and, and, I, and I had been in the Word because I spoke at the Forge, too. And I had been in the Word, and I'm thinking, man, this is, you know, he's going to fill me up again. I'm going to be ready to rock and roll. But then the enemy started getting at me. He had me down. And that'll happen to you, too. But get yourself around some people that'll build you up. I'm around people that'll build me up. I'm going to tell you, I can't count on my hands and my toes how many people prayed for me this morning that I know of, not to mention the people I don't know of. You're being prayed for. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Encourage each other. If you see somebody that's not involved, encourage them to get involved. I ain't saying grab their hand and say, come on, you're going to do this. But say, hey, we got these opportunities where you can serve there. I'm going to tell you, there's plenty of opportunities here for you to serve. I mean, I need more help with the forge. Just putting it out there. <laughs> putting it out there, just letting y'all know. And then sometimes, sometimes we hit U-turns. You know when you ride in the car and you got your destination in mind and you're ready to get there and, and, and they say, you know, you hit a GPS, say, make a U-turn. Make a U-turn. And you're like, man, well, I know I'm going the right way. I know I'm going, I know which way I'm going. I'm going to make a U-turn. Make a U-turn. U-turns can be good in God's purpose, but for us, they can be bad because y'all know how we take rejection. Whew, we take rejection bad. And it's just, it's just a fleshly thing. We just take rejection bad. 
But what if you took that rejection as a redirection? Mm. What if you took the rejection as a redirection? Maybe God was keeping you from something he knew that was going to hurt you and needed to direct you back this way. Or maybe you didn't get the full glimpse of what he was trying to give you in your last position and he needed you to go back. You may get turned down for that promotion and you just may be hurt and be like, oh my goodness. And then you may get a pay cut. You're like, oh my goodness. But God may be redirecting you back to something else for a bigger and better blessing. Or for you to grow something that he needed you to get, something that he needed you to gather that you dropped along the way. He needs you to pick it back up. And the best example of a rejection and a U-turn is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. John says, in the beginning there was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. John 3.16 says, for God loved the world so much that he sent his only begotten Son, so we may not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ came down to earth, condescending to being a man into a fleshly presence. He was rejected by his people. But in that rejection, there was a redirection. See, we wouldn't have been directed back to the Father if it wasn't for that happening. And we got to be thankful for it. Oh, how you are loved, congregation. Oh, how we are loved. That God took his only begotten son, and he died for each and every one of us. So those feelings of I'm not worthy or I'm not qualified, somebody has already paid the price for you. He's already paid the price for you. The question is, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to hold it? Are you going to set on it? Are you going to fill yourself up? Are you going to talk about it? Are you going to spread it? Are you going to be an example? Are you going to be a light? You have to decide for yourself what you're going to do with it because either way you go, whichever path you take, God's hand is in it already. Because let's go back. Let me go back one more time. Let me read one more thing. See, let, me go, let me go back. Let me, let me go back. Let me go back. Y'all got you turn. Psalms 139.16, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. No matter what you go through, good, bad, ugly, it has already passed through God's hands. Your reaction is where we're at now. How will you react? Will you fold? I was at a tournament that had a guest speaker and he said something he said when things get rough and you hit the ground you find out who you really are when things happen like that you have to remember that God has a plan already already his purpose is for you to be in a relationship with him a personal relationship with him you have to trust in him no matter what the circumstances is and when you trust in him, miraculous things will happen. And it might not be on your time, but it's going to be on his time. But his plan is good. His plan is real good. His plan is good. I'm telling you, it's good. And we're going to encounter a lot of bad stuff. Lord knows I have. But at the end of the day, I'm thankful. Because everything I go through, it builds me and makes me stronger. Because let me tell you about my detours. 
I've had a bunch of them. Started off with relationship issues with my dad. Then I wanted to, it was so, quote, unquote, revenge through success. Started getting these jobs. I was hanging out with people I didn't have no business, doing things I didn't have no business. And one job in particular, it was a lady, her name was Red. And she was wild. She was an older lady. She was, Red was probably about 78 when we met. I worked with her. But she was a firecracker. She was a Yankee, too. She was from New York. She didn't play. And she told me, she said, you different. You ain't supposed to be here. You know, I wasn't paying no mind to it then. So then I left there, started a job in Cartersville. I met this lady named Miss Regina. Miss Regina was older, too. First time I met her, I shook her hand. She said, whoo, boy, you got an anointing on you. Who is your people? I said, look who my people are. She was like, oh, the anointing strong in you. And I ain't paying no mind to it. I ain't even attending church at this time. Not even worried about it. So then I go from this job. Then I go to Serve Pro. I meet a man named Jeremy Hardy. He's a deacon at the church in Somerville. And I had to say it. He was putting tidbits and drops on me the whole way. The whole way, another detour. The whole way, I can tell you. And then after the accident, when I had prayed, I said, Lord, just put me somewhere where I can grow spiritually and I can be firm. Welcome. I'm, I'm with Jim Peaker and James Collins. Do it get any better than that? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Let me tell you. But those detours, those detours needed to happen for me to be here. For me to be here. And I'm going to tell you something about the forge. My wife will tell you, sometime we'll be out in public and I'll see somebody, I'm like, there they go. I'm going the other way, just because sometimes I don't want to talk. I overheard Tim talking to James at the diner. I was walking by, and I heard Tim say, man, I got so much going on. I got the forge, too, and, and I don't think I can handle it all. And something nudged my shoulder, and I said, uh-uh. <laughs> I said, I don't know about that. And it was on me. It was on me heavy. It, 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 wasn't, what I was, it wasn't what I thought. It wasn't a part of my plan. It wasn't a part of my plan. So I prayed about it, and I'm the leader of a men's ministry. Of a men, who would have thought? A little low, well, I ain't little, but Nick Sellers is, you know, a leader of a men's ministry. And, and then to think that I'm filling in for my pastor on a Sunday, talking about the word of God and how good he is to you good people out here, hoping to encourage somebody, to fill somebody up so you can get up and go do something. It's just... It's amazing, but when you see those real-time blessings and you understand, you understand those real-time blessings and you understand that God has a plan for you, it puts everything else in perspective. But you have to be willing to understand if you keep negating it and negating it and negating it, you'll never understand it. Now, I want to tell you two, two factors, two factors in God's plan and purpose for your life. Number one, you got to be authentic. You have to be authentic. And I'm not, not talking about what they say, man, you need to be real. I'm talking about you have to be authentic. God created each and every one of us different for a reason. I cannot be up here. God cannot use me if I'm up here trying to be Jim Pinker. He can't use you if you're trying to be somebody else. You have to be who God created you to be. And we all have rough edges. We all have soft spots. But let me tell you something about the Word of God. The Word of God will take that stuff and it will transform you into who you need to be. That is the power of Jesus Christ. If you ain't figured it out yet, then you're going to learn today. <laughs> but you have to be willing to accept that, that you are who you are. Quit trying to be like so-and-so. Everybody can't keep up with the Joneses, and the Joneses ain't happy no way. I'd rather have something real. I tell you right now, I'd rather be flat, broke, and happy than be rich and miserable. But either way it go, it all depends on this. This. 
the Word of God. This right here. This is a handbook for your life. Without this book and the knowledge that's inside of it and the people around me helping me understand and me being able to pray and being empowered by the Word, by the Holy Spirit, by obedience, by praise, by worship. Let me tell you something. I probably wouldn't be here right now. But that's what it takes. Number two. Number two. You have to seek. You have to seek. It doesn't matter what you're doing if you're serving or you're participating in this and participating in that. If you are not seeking, nothing is going to happen. You have to seek. You have to be in a relationship with Christ. Matthew 6, 33. First seek the kingdom and all these other things will be added to you. Jeremiah 29, 13, I think it is. It says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. You will find me. But you have to be willing to look. You have to put in the time. Like anything, like developing a skill, you have to put in the time. You think Chipper Jones just became Chipper overnight? Start probably started off with a T. You got to start somewhere. If you don't know where to start, start in the gospel. The gospel is just... Whew, Man, me personally, I like the Old Testament because I feel today that people neglect the Old Testament so much. But it's so much to learn from the Old Testament because these, every character, every person, I'm not going to say character, every person in the Bible has a different story, just like you and me have a different story. But their stories can be lights on our road to where we're going to help us to get to where we're going. You take Jonah, for example. Jonah, the book of Jonah is, they say it is the most, believed to be the most fictitious book in the Bible. There's no way that it, that the book of Jonah ever happened. That he could, there's no way that a fish could swallow him up and then spit him out. But that's science. Science ain't got nothing to do with the word of God. Science can't light a candle to the wax that the Bible burned. You know what I'm saying? But how God took that and used those elements. Jonah ran. Jonah did. People, a lot of people think Jonah ran because he was scared. Jonah didn't run because he was scared. Jonah ran because he knew that God was going to be gracious enough to save the people that he couldn't stand that was going to be terrorizing his people. That had been terrorizing his people for years. That's why he ran. But when you run from what God has something for you to do, guess what? You're going to get swallowed up. You're going to get swallowed up, and then you're going to get redirected. That's just the way it works. Sometimes we fight it so much. We got these plans. We got these plans. I want to do me. I want to do me. Sometimes you can't do you because doing you is selfish, very selfish. I don't see nothing in the Bible about doing you at all. We're called to do more. You have a purpose, you have a plan, you'll be redirected, you'll have U-turns. But I want to encourage you, these last bits, I'm, I'm about to start wrapping up in a minute, I know it's short, but this is what God gave me and I'm giving it to y'all. But I want to share a few scriptures with y'all to encourage y'all before y'all leave. And then I wrote something for y'all I want to let y'all hear. I'm going to take you to Philippians. Philippians 1, 6. And it says, I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. That's a promise to claim, guys. That is a promise to claim that the good work that he started will be finished. 
And I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, there's somebody in your life that needs to hear these words. There's somebody right now that each and every one of you are thinking about that needs to be hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. But let me ask you a question. What's stopping you from talking about it? What's stopping you? I pray every week, every week for an encounter with somebody. Every week. I pray for my guys that they have an encounter. Because if you're getting all this and you're soaking all of it in, if you ain't sharing it with nobody, what good is it doing? Our job is to grow the kingdom. That is our job as Christians. To be a light that shines. Are you doing that? Are you taking the opportunity to share the word of God? Or are you ashamed? Are you scared that you're going to be rejected? Remember, being rejected is being redirected. It's okay. It may not be up to you to pull that person in. But you can plant the seed. You can get it going. Next, I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians. Go for 1 Corinthians 2.9. And I love this. I, I did this on my U version. I, I made an image when, 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 I, when it came to me. Hey, it says, this is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Your eyes, your ears, you can't even fathom what he has in store for you when you stay on the course and on the path. And it may not be easy and it may be ugly, but let me tell you something. When you stay the path, that scripture right there did enough for me. It did enough for me. And last but not least, this is another one of my favorite scriptures. This is 1 Peter 2.9. <laughs> I love this scripture. But you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. You have been called out of the dark and into the wonderful light of Jesus Christ. Each and every single one of you. We are a chosen people. We are a chosen priesthood. You take pride in that. I take pride in that. Because I'm a part of something real. Something real. Mm. Something real. But it's hard, guys. It's hard. Nothing about this walk is easy because you got to be different. And the world don't like different. But are you willing to be different? Are you willing to seek? Are you willing to trust in his plan and his purpose for your life? I work with Jim Pinker. Y'all know that. That's my guy. I've been working with Jim for almost two years now. And I see Jim run his business and his life based off the word of God. I have seen the blessings that this man has received because in him receiving blessings, I have received blessings. So let me tell you, it is hard. But I work with a man that is committed to doing the will of God. And in, for, and in turn, with me being around him, it has wanted me to be committed to doing the will of God. I am not perfect. You are not perfect. We will encounter trouble. But I encourage you today to stay the course. To stay the course. Be built up. Be refined. It's okay to be different. It is okay. And as I close up, I want to read y'all something. 
Uh, and I wasn't sure if I was going to read this or not, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. A lot of y'all know, y'all know I like to, y'all know I like to rap a little bit. I like to write a little bit. Spoken word or rap, whatever you want to call it. I want to read y'all something I, I wrote, and, and it was encouraging to me, so I want to, I want to, it was encouraging to me the way it came to me, because it came to me like in a matter of five minutes. And, and my wife will tell you, sometimes when I'm writing, I'm writing for days, and I might not have two sentences on the page. But I used to wonder about my words until I found it in the Bible. All he wanted was me, but I was stuck on false idols. But he'd be my last resort, just a mere means of survival. But little did I know that he was sparking no revival. It started with one scripture, John 3, 16, where I found out about the love and what he did for you and me. Then he took me to Genesis, I think it was 126, and told me I had dominion over the birds and the fish. Then he took me back to Peter and told me I was chosen. Then the Psalms 139 where he told me I was woven and knitted in the womb. And then back to that third day where it laid an open tomb. And I learned about the love, about the mercy and the grace. And I learned that sin was tasteless after I got a real taste. Of something solid, something whole, something good for my soul. Something that brought me life that I'll never let go. And although my flesh may get weary and this body tire out, I'll follow Christ to the end because I know he's already prepared the route. Hey, I want to encourage you all. I want to encourage you all to stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the route. And in closing, I want to pray for you guys as the band comes up and let you know that me personally, I pray for our congregation every day. Every day. Father God, I just, I thank you. I thank you so much. For the ears and the eyes and the thoughts that we can't even imagine that what you have in store for us is your people. I pray that people walk up out of here knowing that they are chosen people of royal priesthood. And that everything that happens with them has to go through your hands first. That you have plans for their life. A plan that is good. A hope for the future. And I pray that they seek you. They seek you like never before. Because something is happening. A revival is coming. And I pray that we are all ready. And in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.